All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Patrick Carr Show. Now, how many have heard these words like Expedia, Priceline? You know what they are, right? Airbnb. But what about the Airbnb of equipment rentals, everyone? If you're a blue-collar entrepreneur out there, you're looking to rent some equipment, get a leg up in your business, I'm talking to the Airbnb of equipment rentals today. Stick around for this one, everybody. What's going on, man? How you doing, everybody? This is Steve Bradshaw. I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, I appreciate you coming over, man. Yeah. Clink, huh? Yeah, Clink. It's uh, it's our baby. It's been it's what we're working on for the last couple of years, uh, bringing value to contractors. I think it's good now, man. I got to ask you this because contractors, I don't want you to turn this off right now. There's other companies out there. I got a few of them written down. Equipment Share, Rip My Equipment. We've got Dozer, some others that people have heard of, right? Yeah. What makes uh, Clink any different when it comes to the equipment rental? Side of things. Yeah, I think for us, it's our hyper focus on the contractor. You know, uh, we spent our entire working careers in construction. Uh, we're, we were general contractors when we came up with this idea, when we went looking for an app that did this. And uh, so everything that we've done, everything that we've built, everything we look to do in the future comes from that vantage point of trying to serve the contractor. So, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that makes us different. You got a background in construction? Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, from early age, wanted to work in construction, um, went to college, played uh, baseball at Eastern Michigan, also did a construction management degree there. And then that was my entire working career up till this point. I, I did commercial construction for a couple of years and then started my own residential uh, com uh, construction company in uh, Northeast Florida. I want to talk about Clink, of course. And what's the what's the name of the app before we get started? What is Clink? Is this you look yep, up Clink yep, in like the Apple, yep, the iStore, or yep, something like that? Yep, just look up Clink. Okay, so I don't think anybody graduates from Eastern Michigan and says, you know what, I really want to start a Clink app, all right? <laughs> Absolutely. So how does this story go from residential construction yep. to you wanting to start an app that you can rent construction equipment out to individuals? Yeah, this is a great story. I, I love this part of, because I think this will resonate with your audience. You know, we're all uh, looking to uh, work hard. Uh, step out do something great um, and really for us the first opportunity in our lives was the construction company we started our own residential construction company we were doing the thing we were building the business it was doing great um, our personal income was going up and then really just started by looking for an app that did this you know we had idle equipment that we wanted to make money on while we weren't using it went looking for an app couldn't find it and at that point it was really you know if it's not out there Who's going to create it? Why not me? Uh, I don't have a tech background. And so, like you said, who's this guy from Eastern Michigan, this small-time guy yeah. that's, that's going to start this? And um, But for anybody out there that's, you know, doesn't believe in themselves or needs a nudge to believe in themselves, I'm evidence of that. It's, uh, you know, I'm just a small-time guy that, you know, stepped out on a big dream, and, and uh, we've been building this app ever since. I love that, man. We do have a lot of entrepreneurs within the, uh, within the audience, and I, I think that story does resonate with people. So let's talk about that story, and then we're going to jump into what exactly Clink is, because this is not like a Sunbelt Rentals. This is the Airbnb of Absolutely. equipment rentals, all right? Yep. But if you don't have any experience, you're coming from Eastern Michigan, you don't, you've never built an app before, mm -hmm. why then, I mean, that's a big jump yeah. from residential construction to saying, I'm going to go into this full-time, right? Yeah. To do this thing full-time. Yeah. What does that even look like? How do you even start with an app? Yep. So it was a... Uh, Six-month conversation, really, I had the idea in June of 19, so 2019. Um, 
saw the opportunity, had lots of conversations with others in the industry because, you know, when you have an idea, you want to, you know, leverage your network and uh, see, hey, is this, is this sound like, it sounds like a great idea to me. How about you? And the resounding response we got from, you know, my network, from those that worked in the industry, uh, my subcontractors, my other partners was, this is a great idea. And so many conversations, internal conversations, even, you know, we get into the personal psychology with me. It's like, again, who am I that's going to, to be this person that's going to build this this app because we believe it's going to be a huge success. We we got big dreams for it, um, but once I was able to negotiate with myself to just step out and do it, um, the process was really just starting to test out the app. So we we started in uh, January 2020, just doing manual transactions. So again, leveraging my network, I would make a list, the spreadsheet essentially of everybody I knew that was willing to rent stuff out, needed to rent stuff. And I was the app. Uh, we did that for about six months in 2020 through COVID and grew so much that we, again, kind of went to that next level of, all right, well, now that we've got this backing behind us, now let's start to look to invest in building an app. And that takes time and money. And so we started building the first version of the app in July of 2020 and then uh, launched it in Michigan, launched it in, in Florida and just went from there. All right, so right now you're in Michigan, you're in Florida, you're in Texas, I believe, right? Yep, that's correct. And so we mentioned a minute ago, because Airbnb of equipment rentals, right? Because this is, like we say, this ain't Sunbelt. You're not going to someplace, renting it from that individual who's, let's say, a distributor, and then they're renting it out to you. Right. What the model that you have is that I'm, an, I'm a contractor in these areas, and I've got equipment that needs to go to, that I'm not using, right. that's sitting there idle, not making any money for me. Yep. And therefore, I need to do something with that equipment. What does it look like for, I've got a contractor in Jacksonville, Florida, that's got an excavator right now. What do they do and how do they get somebody else? How do they make money on that excavator through yep. your app? Yep. So exactly. A lot of times we find that um, through surveys we've done that equipment sits idle 80% of the time. So for the most part, you know, obviously you've got the the contractors that use it a lot, but for the most, for most of us, the, those things just sit. And so for that contractor in Jacksonville, it's a matter of downloading the app, uh, uploading the item, uh, create a profile, then upload the item to your inventory. We have suggested pricing on there, so you don't have to guess on, you know, how much do I list this for day, week, month. Um, and then you, you go on, you select your pricing, uh, select delivery and, and pickup fees. And then from there, it's it's good to go. It doesn't cost you anything to upload an inventory item. Um, you you, you just put it up there and then we'll bring the renters to you. And once they rent it, you decide. And that's the other thing that, that sets us apart is you don't have, you're not obligated. You know, once you get a rental request on the app, you're not forced to then carry that out. You can accept it or deny it based upon your availability or if it's on a job. Um, but if you accept it, then you just got something that was sitting there collecting dust, not doing anything for you. Now it's cash flow positive, uh, making you money while you don't have to do anything. I got a few questions. First of all, if we're not charging anybody any fees, how do you make any money over at Clink? Yeah. So for us, it's we earn 18% at the end of every rental. Um, so we don't charge you anything up front. Uh, we don't make money if you don't make money. Um, we wanted to make this a, a simple, easy to use app that, again, it was it was built for the contractor. It wasn't it wasn't something like we had this idea that we wanted to try to create the Airbnb of, of construction. We wanted to really just bring value to those in the industry. And so for us, we don't want to make money unless you make money. 
All right, so if I wanted to make, let's say, 820 bucks, I rent it out for $1,000, you take your 180 and then I make my money, and yep. then we all walk away from this thing feeling pretty good. Yep, and then, and then you go and tell everybody how much money you made, and we get more people on the app, and it just grows like wildfire. I agree with you. Now, there's a temptation, though, in my opinion, that you become a Sunbelt. So I want to I ask you this, because other companies have tried what you've done, and I believe that one of the faults that they've had is they fall into the trap of becoming greedy, yeah. in which case, hey, listen, you know what? I'm renting out a lot of dumpsters right now from contractor to contractor. Yep. Why don't I just go buy $100,000 worth of dumpsters? And then you become Sunbelt is what yep. you become. Yep. It would be like Airbnb, um, I don't know, just saying we're going to go ahead and buy the condos and Airbnb is going to rent them out instead yep. of going from person to person. Absolutely. Temptation to do that? Yeah, I, there, there's, there is temptation to do that. This is, um, I think, whenever you got a vision in life, whether it's personal or professional, there's, there's going to be things that introduce themselves to you, and you gotta, you gotta be connected with really what you're trying to accomplish. And for us, it's, it goes back to again, us serving those in the industry. It's not about, um, you know, if you look at Mark, who's our co-founder, and, and me. For us, we're passionate about this industry, and so for us, a success is going to be us being able to rise the tide, um, create more opportunities through, you know, things like the app, educating contractors on how to have successful businesses, you know, like what you're doing, um, and then just giving them the information they need to, to go to the next level. And so that wouldn't be serving our vision of, you know, uh, you know, rising the tide and creating opportunities for others. It'd be selfish. Now, in just a minute, I want to get back to actually what it costs to get involved with you, okay? Like, are you actually cheaper than other people that are out there, or are people just going to be paying the exact same amount, and they can just go to one of the traditional rentals and get right. it there? But you were talking about taking your business to the next level, and that's why i got to talk about one of our sponsors here today, okay, folks? You've heard me talk about it before. I want to talk about my friends over at ProLine. Listen, your business, you need to touch the people that are potential customers, and it's not going to be once. You've heard it that it can take anywhere from 10 to 12 touches to actually get a customer to buy into you. If you're a sales rep, if you're a company, that takes time, energy, and resources to reach out to these people consistently. That's why you need ProLine, text messages that feel like real people. This means you can schedule this stuff, you can touch your potential customers, they can have that personal touch of hearing from you without you having to put in the work. That means that you're engaged with them more often. Now, we've all used these kinds of apps before, and you know what? It feels like they're talking to a computer, they immediately get rid of it, and they never wanna hear from you again. Not at ProLine, all right? I've actually used this program. It takes anywhere from five to six texts before you even start to maybe think, okay, could this be a computer or not? But I'm telling you, your, your customers are going to appreciate it very much. They're going to integrate already with the CRM you're using, all your big guys like Job Progress, Acculinks, and Job Nimbus, so you can actually do that within your CRM. Don't be somebody who is out there trying to juggle 100 different people, sending text messages from all kinds of numbers. Use ProLine. The website is useproline.com. Put in the code CAR50. It'll be 50% off your first month on the Pro Package. Use ProLine. Tell them Patrick sent you over there. Get your text messages up to speed, everybody, all right? This is 2022. Get them right. All right. Now we're back right now because I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you about the price. 
because if I go to Sunbelt, am I going to get the same price if I rent you know that uh, that excavator through you as I am through one of these other traditional means? Yeah, so we actually find that most of our stuff is twenty to fifty percent less than Sunbelt or United or any of the big players. And th- the reason that is is because you know as contractors, when we ha- we already own this uh, these items, they're already injected into our price models. We've already either paid for them or we've got it uh, allocated. So this is just extra money for a lot of our our users, and so they're willing to you know make that extra money, drop their price, make it more competitive than Sunbelt United. And so our renters, they enjoy a 20 to 50% savings. I love that. Now let's say you got somebody out there, they're excited, like, man, I found that. I can stop spending all this money elsewhere. Right. The problem is, man, you're not everywhere right now, are you? And I say it's a problem because, you know what, more right. people need a, a better option. So two questions here. First, where are you right now? Where can people take advantage of what Clink is offering? And then two, man, why aren't you in all 50 states doing everything? I know you recently started, but... Shouldn't you just be getting equipment rentals everywhere? What do you find as a problem right. with being in all 50 states right now? Yeah, that's a great question. It, for us, it's it's figuring out what's that key that unlocks a market. Um, we did start, so we're in Michigan, um, where I'm from, where Mark, our co-founder, still lives, uh, in Dallas, uh, Houston, Austin, so all of Texas, and then we're in Florida. Um, that's where we originated. That's where we started. The reason we're not in every 50 state is because, um, you know, for us, it's it's not about – uh, we want to make sure we do it right. And and for us to spread out all of our resources too thin, it's not pr- going to provide the service that we want to be able to give all of our users. And so we're, we're really hyper-focused on just saturating this market in Northeast Florida. Once we can really, f- once we feel like we've unlocked that, that, that market, then we'll just replicate that in others and, and go nationwide. But there's got to be a little bit of a trust factor here, right, Steve? I mean, you're talking about something that is rarely really talked about. You don't see this, you know, let me give you an example. We were at RoofCon a little bit earlier this month, and uh, there's probably 12 marketing companies there. So people are familiar with marketing companies, and so they kind of get an idea of what they do. Don't see too many equipment Airbnb type things. So is there a, is there an issue with people looking at this and going one I understand it and two I trust this is going to work for me? Yeah, we're all familiar with Airbnb. That's why we use that that reference. Um, sure. But because it is new in this industry, and and a lot of times what we find our contractors are kind of stuck in the way that we've always done things. You know, technology and construction I feel like is a huge laggard. Where you know there's so much opportunity that just because we've always done it this way, uh, we're unwilling to do it the new, more efficient, more effective way. And so for us, <clears throat> it does take a lot. It, it takes uh, uh, probably about five conversations before we're able to turn a, a new user on because, you know, it's just we got we to gotta explain it in a way that they understand and that they can see that it actually works. And I think that's probably the biggest thing, Patrick, that um, they just need to know that it works. You know, it, uh, good fancy words and good ideas are a dime a dozen, but does it work? is you know what we find well i mean you're talking about an app that that's there um it seems that it's pretty simple but the problem of we're using or continuing with let's say our airbnb example um we were talking in our company earlier last month i want to say we were all in the car somewhere talking about the problems with airbnb and it was something about lawsuits they were having an immense amount of lawsuits was a problem um what's what do you see as the if we're to be honest with one another, what's the hang up here? I mean, for Clink, I mean, what do you see as being a challenge that you're going to face as you try to grow this thing into other states and, and regions? Yeah, I think going back to the trust factor, you know, two of the biggest questions we get are one, what happens to my item if it's damaged or broken? 
number one. Um, And then number two is just the the payment issue. You know, Um, we see this. And if you go to Facebook Marketplace, you can see people renting their stuff out. Um, So they're already doing it on a personal level. What we do is we do we provide them both of those those solutions. You know, we we cover the item while it's while it's on rental. So if it is broken, damaged, um, you know, we'll get it replaced and, and repaired. Um, and then we also collect the payments, so you don't have to go down go out and hunt down uh, the guy that you let borrow your your thing, and you hope he one brings it back, <laughs> and then yep. two pays you. Um, and so we we handle that for for our users. Um, but honestly, it, it is it's just the trust. You know, they they we've done things the same way over and over again. This is a new way to do things. And I don't know Clank. I don't know that brand. And so one of the things that we're, we're getting hot and heavy in is just putting ourselves out there, getting more involved in, in our markets so that people are familiar with us, that the first time they hear about Clink, um, they, they know, oh yeah, we recognize them from, you know, either trade shows or, you know, yep. uh, podcasts, things of that, that nature. I want to talk about this thing you just said right there because I think that I think this is going to be something that our viewers are concerned about when it comes to an equipment rental, which is the damaging of the actual rental itself. Yep. You're saying that it's something that you're going to cover. In other words, somebody goes out there and they they damage the excavator that we've been talking about. Um, the person who rents it out gets it back and it's been completely damaged. That's an expensive fix. Yep. How are you going to do that? I mean, you're a startup here. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, you don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting there. I think for equipment rentals. Does that mean that there is a liability that the individual could be facing who rented that or that was the renter? What is, I mean, really, yeah. what does that look like? Because I think that's an important distinction to make here. Yeah. So that was, you know, that we go back to that six month process before we even took our first rental and, and we we're, we we're trying to figure out how would we do this business? How, what's this business look like? And that was really the biggest thing. And so we didn't try to reinvent the wheel. We just looked at how, how does Sunbelt do it? How does United do it? And what they do is they add a, a 15%, they call it RPP, rental protection plan, onto every rental. And then um, they put that in a coffer in the event that one of their items is damaged. And we do the same thing. So um, in the way our process works, if, if you're on the app, uh, rental, you're getting ready for the exchange of the item, the owner and the renter are both going to take pre, pre-pictures. So they're going to take pictures of the item to validate its condition when it goes out. And then they're going to do the same thing when it comes back. They're going to take pictures. This validates the condition throughout the rental. And then we can we can then base a claim off of, hey, this is yep, this happened during this rental. And then our RPP, the, the, the fee that we collect, then goes into, you know, uh, paying out the, the replacement or the repair. Yeah. I saw this with, uh, what was it, a U-Haul I rented a few months back where you show up to rent the U-Haul. They tell you to take a picture of the front, and they have, like, literally you have to – you go to the little square that's front, and you take the picture of the front, side, yep. back, you know, yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. Because you got to document that for when you uh, either take that unit back, and they definitely want to make sure that you're leaving in the same condition. So something similar to that is exactly. what we're talking here. Yep. And, and Turo does the same thing. If you look at the car rental, you know, Turo's the car rental version of this. Um, they we, we gleaned a lot from their platform because it's simple to use, um, and they solved a lot of those issues, like especially with this, the claim process, the validating the item while it's on rental process. And so, you know, we didn't, again, we didn't try to reinvent the wheel. We just looked at somebody that was a high performer doing it in a different uh, industry, 
and we injected that into our model. But I mean, if you're talking about a 15% upcharge here and you've got an expensive piece of equipment, there can be an opportunity that, that Clink is going to say, hey, listen, person who, who damaged yep. the equipment, you're going to have to pay up, correct? And I've got yep. to, that's got to be in your user terms and agreement. Yep. yep. So, um, you know, any contractor is familiar with general liability insurance. Sure. And so um, in, in Sunbelt United, they do the exact same thing. So um, ultimately, again, it's, it's, it's critical for us that we just ensure that the owner's got a safe platform to, to put their item out. And, uh, yeah, the way that we've done it is uh, a way that we feel confident. Yes, for, for me, I'm not worried about the person who damages the equipment. You know what I mean? They've got what's coming to them. But I'm worried about the contractor who's going to rent it out because they're the ones who have made the investment in that equipment. Yep. Let's say it's a $10,000 piece of equipment. I want to make sure that that person's going to be okay. Yep. I like the fact that you're covering it and saying, hey, listen, we'll play the middleman right here. You will go ahead and take care of it. But on the back end, you know what? We may have to do what we have to do for that person who damaged it because we're not going to eat a, a five thousand dollar repair. Obviously, that's not going to be what any business would be profitable in doing. Right, that yeah. makes sense to me. Biggest items right now. What do you what do you work What are you renting out right now in these places? What What are people most often coming to you for? Yeah, so dump dump trailers are probably number one. Mini skid steers, mini excavators, full size skid steers, and then man lifts are probably our our top items mm -hmm. um, and then everything in between you know sod cutters compactors um, yeah just basically anything that a small to medium-sized contractor would use um, is something that you can find it's gonna be so interesting for you how you're gonna evolve over the next year because I see things like Equipter, a sponsor of this show yep. you know great products that they have expensive equipment but they're great for you know contractors want them all the time gosh you know it'd be, it'd be a tough call if Equipter makes it over to you and goes hey listen we want to give you 10 Equipters for your yep. for your platform I wonder if that is in line with what you're doing uh, because you're not purchasing them yourself. You're renting them through a secondary provider. Yep. Um, do you ever think about that where, yeah. hey, listen, you know, these, these companies that are producing the product, instead of let them roll through you, yeah. if that makes sense. I'm, I'm not sure if it does, but, man, it's going to be tempting if it's not your model to go down that route. It's, you're on to something there because, you know, we've made partnerships with specific dealers, whether it's a John Deere dealership, um, you know, to, to the – where we can we can help push somebody over the edge in terms of buying a piece of equipment, and their salespeople know that they they say, hey, if I if if we can tell them that while you're not using it, you can rent your item out, um, th that person's more apt to buy a piece of equipment. But someone like Equipter would be great because my biggest concern with that partnership would be that he would they would send us ten, and then we would sell those ten right away because everyone would see them and 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 love the the value that they bring. And but yeah, I think I think it's those there's a lot of possibility for partnerships like that. I think there is, because I do believe that that model could be something that's more, not, I'm not going to say sustainable, but in line with the values of what you're trying to do. Yep. Because that way you're not owning the equipment, you're renting it through mm -hmm. the man, the person who actually built it in this case. Yep. Like you say, John Deere's, Equipters, those kinds of individuals, correct? Exactly. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that right there. Yep. Equipter, come on now, hey, yeah. Florida, <laughs> Texas, good possible places right here. I think yep. it might be something worth looking at. Yeah, absolutely. I like you, man. I think you know, Steve. I think your heart's in the right place. I really do. I think you're genuinely trying to to fill a need right yep. here. I want to end with a couple of last things right here. You're going up against some big boys, man. Yep. You know, these are some cases, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars they've got behind them. You going to be able to make it? Yeah, I think I think we are, um, and you are. You're talking about a fifty-five billion dollar a year market. This is no slouch. This is this is a huge market. There's uh, some big players. You know, you look at United; they're the biggest worldwide. Um, they do 
you know, tons of, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars just in Northeast Florida. Uh, so how do we compete? How do we stack up? How do we succeed? Um, I think it's, it's one, not uh, you, any business owner has to realize not everybody's your customer. And so for us, not everybody's, you know, that $55 billion pie is not for us. Um, but there is a segment of that pie that, that resonates with what we're doing, what we're saying, what we're, the value that we're bringing to them specifically. And that's going to be the key for us. That's going to be the thing that makes us successful. Um, and so, we're, you know, we're just going to continue to drive down that road, stay hyper-focused on that that individual, that business. And we know that over the course of time, people are going to resonate with this. Uh, it's going to continue to grow. And then, uh, then maybe we take over the world. Hey, well, there you go, man. I mean, just a small thing you're trying to do right Great. there. Um, the app is Clink, everybody. It's Steve Bradshaw, Mark, the co-founder. They're in a few different places, Michigan, Florida, and Texas. Um, they're going to need to just go to Clink. The app is right there, you know, Apple iStore, anywhere they, mm -hmm. they, you know, on their phone. Yep. Um, I think you've got something that's going to be good here. I'm going to be interested to see. Come back in about a year. Yep. I want to see where you go and how yep. the states that you're going to be involved in at that time. And uh, we already made a call a little bit earlier. One of my friends, 100% uh, Construction over in Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, even they agreed. There's a need for this. Yep. Um, and you're going to get some big boys, and you're going to have some challenges, I'm sure, as you already have. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to leave the last word to you. What would you tell those contractors out there? Um, they've got some equipment that's sitting there right now. Hey, man, there's an option, right? I'll leave the last word to you. Yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity, Patrick. Um, for those contractors out there that uh, are looking to grow their business and continue to go to the next level, you know, it's a lot of times what the misconception is we, we need more money. Um, really, you need more people. You need more partnerships. And so what we try to do, uh, what we've built to do is just partner with contractors um, and, and help elevate their, their business. And so if you want to take it to the next level, uh, reach us. We have multiple ways that we want to try to serve that community. And uh, that's Connect. And, and, and let's have a great 2023. I love it, man. His name is Steve Bradshaw, everybody. The company is Clink. That is C-L-I-N-K. Get in touch with them through the app and start renting that equipment. Make some money on that stuff that's sitting there idle right now. Steve, thank you very much for your time, buddy. I really Thanks, appreciate man. it, right, buddy? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Until next time, everyone. All right, thanks so much for watching that video and sticking around till the end. If you like what you saw, go ahead and click subscribe. Make sure you punch that like button, and we look forward to seeing you on the next video.